Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. That is Logan Paulson. All right. Uh, week one's always interesting because you get new everything, right? Uh, and sometimes I think this is a little overplayed. And, and in fact, I think Washington has overplayed their hand a little bit on, on this. And we've talked about this throughout the preseason that they're trying to hide their stuff uh, for the regular season. It's like you guys have been here for three years and you guys have been in the NFL if you're Jack and Ron for like 35, almost 40 years. You're not hiding anything. Um, but new personnel mixed with coaches, like there always is a little bit of new um, in terms of the concoction that any team is is stewing up for a season. In Jacksonville specifically, you've got Doug Peterson who took a year off after getting relieved of his duties in Philadelphia. You've got a new defensive coordinator. Like you have a lot of new stuff. And by the way, you have uh, Trevor Lawrence for the first time uh, under a real NFL coach after the Urban Meyer <laughs> disaster of 2022 or 2021. So yeah. I actually do think like when we talk about some of the unique challenges of week one, like Jacksonville really is a team that if you're Washington and you're trying to prepare for them, uh, I would assume that it's pretty challenging. What, where would you be looking? Like what are the kinds of things that you're looking at at Jacksonville as even you prepare to do, you know, the pregame show and, and all your media duties, nevertheless, what Ron and Jack and Scott and everybody's looking at to actually prepare to play and or coach in the game. Yeah. So from a personnel standpoint, obviously the best thing to do is watch the preseason games, you know, specifically they played in the, um, they played in the hall of fame game. So you'd watch the third preseason game because there's four, right? So that was kind of their dress rehearsal game against uh, Pittsburgh. And uh, you know, obviously they've got some very young talented players on defense. Specifically we talked about before we get on the, the front being uber talented, but that's in time for, to kind of say, Oh, this is what Trayvon Walker does. And you kind of see his athletic upside, but you also see how raw he is. And so, you know, the uh, the athletic rawness is scary, but you understand that he's very inexperienced still, right? And so that that's where you kind of glean that information about the personnel. And obviously, um, schematically, like I would go watch, I'm going to go watch Tampa Bay from last year because that's where the defensive coordinator was. He was a linebacker coach in Tampa Bay under Bowles. And so, um, you know, obviously you can watch the second preseason game, but, and you get a, you get a general understanding of who they are and what they want to be, but Bowles pressures a lot. You know, and then this guy doesn't pressure a lot. So despite him not showing a lot of pressure in the preseason, I'm expecting him to pressure in critical situations because that's what Bulls does. That's his daddy. That's what he that's who he wants to be. So that's where you would kind of get an inside track on kind of what's going on. So I'll probably go back and watch the Tampa Bay game from a couple of years ago, maybe the playoff game, just to see. And then mm. also the one from last year, just to see what kind of blitzes they were running, what they thought worked against this team. And then it gives you an idea because that's the roadmap. And then for Doug Peterson, right, I would go back and look at his offense in 2020 when they played this team twice. 
Probably not the second game because that was the Nate Sudfeld game and that was just a total disaster. But I'll probably check out the first one just to kind of see formationally what they're thinking. And obviously the personnel is different. They don't have Zach Ertz. They don't have Dallas Goddard. But in terms of concept and philosophy, like that's what I'm tuning into, right? How do they want to attack, you know, Jack Del Rio's cover six, the cover three? How do they, like, what was their philosophy? What was their play calling rhythm? And that usually gives you a pretty good insight because like you said, People don't show a lot of who they are in the preseason, but like I can just go watch a game from you know, a couple of years ago and get a really good insight on what you want to do versus this defensive concept. And if I'm unsure about that, then I'll just watch another team that runs a similar defense and be like, hey. So I think the problem with Jacksonville specifically, right, is defensively you kind of have a general understanding of what they are and who they want to be. Very dynamic pass rushers up front, which is surprising because everyone kind of was talking about how bad that roster is. I think offensively, you run into a different hurdle because they are essentially an entirely new skill position group. They have Jones, who was there last year, but who was hurt for a lot of the year. They have, uh, Zay, I think, Zay Jones, and then they have yeah. another guy named have Jones. Mar- Marvin then, Jones Jr. and then Zay yeah. Jones. And then Christian Kirk, who they spent a boatload right. of money on. And then you mentioned Mark Ingram already is new, right? And new offensive line. And then, quite frankly, I'm expecting to see a new quarterback, right, in Trevor Lawrence, a guy that is actually going to be mentored and brought along by Doug Peterson, who's kind of a quarterback guru, or like at least by reputation. So that to me is the one that becomes a little bit more challenging. Like Travis Etienne will be playing football for them. Like, is he going to be lining up at receiver like Urban Meyer alluded to? I doubt it, but, you know, very talented runner and how he kind of fits in the backfield in terms of rotation. So those offensively becomes a little bit more different because it's almost an entirely new group. Like with the defense, you just kind of look at it and say, oh, like this is this is the structure. These are the pieces they're putting in there, and we're good to go. Offensively, because you kind of have to tweak it to fit who what your personnel is a little bit better at, Right, you're going to run into some different stuff. Right. You get to dictate on offense. Defense, you're being dictated sure. to. Uh, you have structures and rules that you try to follow based off of what's being done to you. But at the end of the day, like it's not – there's only so much creativity you can have defensively because you're, you're ultimately reacting to what the offense does. But like you said, you know, with, with Evan Ingram and Chris Manhurts and Dan Arnold at tight end and, you know, Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, you know, do they use, you know, James Robinson's listed as questionable as we head into the week, but like, he's a really good back, um, you know, along with Travis Etienne. Um, And then like, Again, what they've got a new offensive line to, including by the way, Brandon Sheriff. Like they've got they've got some money and and high picks invested in that offensive line. So like, how do they deploy that guy? Like Brandon Sheriff is one of the rare offensive linemen that you can kind of game plan around. Like he is a special yeah. puller. And so are, are there screens? Are there you know? And obviously uh, Peterson had a great offensive line in Philadelphia and a great right guard specifically in Brandon Brooks. Um, you know, but you know, is is there new stuff in the screen game? Is there new stuff? Uh, on the outside run game uh, that that they can do because they have Sheriff that, you know, looks looks real familiar to folks in Washington yeah. because, you know, Doug stole it from from Jay's old playbook or from Scott's playbook the last couple of years. So there's there's all these different factors that you're trying to figure out, um, you know, on, on their offense. And it's just it's a giant wild card. And by the way, you have this quarterback who is thought to be a generational talent in Lawrence that completely got ruined last year by Urban Meyer. Um, had had his moments kind of in spite of the coaching and, and all that. But now that he's got a year of experience under his belt and a much, much, much better coach, like, is he going to come out and look incredible? Like, who who knows? And, I, you know, we'll talk about this more on Thursday, but, you know, it, it is a it's a little bit of a scary game uh, coming out uh, week one. Cause, and I think it's scary because you don't really know. And, like, you know, we mentioned 
you mentioned the offense specifically, and you know Phil Rauscher was here. You know Phil Rauscher was an assistant offensive line coach here under um, Bill Callahan, and he's probably the run game coordinator now. So a lot of that Callahan stuff's going to bleed into this. You mentioned the special puller. That's something Callahan was excellent at. Was kind of game planning to fit the strengths of his offensive line. And now that skill set, at least tangentially, is there in Jacksonville. Jim Bob Cooter, who was the pass game coordinator or the offensive coordinator in Detroit, is now the pass game coordinator in um, in Jacksonville. So again, like those concepts, there will be some bleeding in. There will be like kind of this amalgamation, this evolution of Patterson's offense with Jim Bob Cooter's offense. Mm-hmm. I think that's also something that makes it a little bit challenging is who has the stronger voice there Who's going to be more influential? And again, it's week one. They don't even really know who they are. You know, they don't really know who they are. And again, in the NFL, uncertainty is deadly, right? Like the best, the the best thing I always loved about, um, you know, like week three of the of the uh, of the NFL is I knew what teams were going to be doing. I knew who they wanted to be. Week one was always a little bit of a crapshoot because they come out and they say, "Oh man, we really want to do this. We really want to do X." But then they realize they're not good at it, or they or whatever. But you've prepped for this other thing. So I think that's one of the things about this team specifically offensively is you really don't know like what they're going to be doing because they have so many new pieces. They have so many new coaches. They have so many new playmakers in that offense. And how do you kind of find what speaks to them? So that'll be really curious to watch. And and I think that's why this this game in particular is going to be extremely difficult for the defensive staff to prepare for. I think the offensive staff could probably prep in their sleep, to be quite honest because of what I've seen from the preseason and because of the Todd Bull, the Todd Bowles connection. But again, like that offense will be really curious to see what what, what that uh, what the result is there.